When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Jamming with Jason. Hey, today I have a special treat for you. You may not know, but I have other podcasts, including Walking a Spiritual Path, that I co-host with my friend Brad Miller. And I want to share one of those great episodes with you today. You know, many professionals are searching for something greater than themselves in life. Attorney Brad Miller and recovering CPA Jason Mefford are on the path exploring what it means for each of them to be a spiritual professional in an analytical, evidence-based world. So whether you're into yoga, meditation, crystals, or are merely curious about what else is out there, join us as we discuss our journeys and break the stigma around professionals who woo and the myths around what it means to be spiritual. So if you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to Walking a Spiritual Path that you can find on all podcast players, YouTube, and on my website. And now, let's roll that episode. Hey, everybody. I'm Jason Mefford, and I am here with Brad Miller. And today, we're going to talk about letting go. Letting go. The Frozen song, Let It Go. Let It let go, go, Let It Go. That, that's a great movie, right? That's a great song, too. I'm sure. Did your daughter love Frozen? She has started to get kind of grown out of that stage, but for a okay. while there, she was she was really into it, yeah. So yeah, I've heard a like lot. One of those movies where it's like you, you hear the songs like every week or so because the kid wants to watch the movie every week, so... But yeah, letting times during the week. Yeah. Letting go, letting go. Right. So, um, so I know Brad, you'd kind of brought this up as we were talking beforehand, maybe, um, if you don't mind sharing, give, give people a little context as to why this is kind of coming top of mind to you right now. And, um, cause I think it's a, it's a big topic that we can discuss a lot because mm-hmm. it's something that we never stop doing. <laughs> right um Mm -hmm. yeah so why is this coming up for you right now because it's coming up for me as well right and some different things i've gone through recently but um Mm -hmm. yeah let's just jump in and start talking and see where see where it goes yeah so i mean my my daughter's room was a mess and there's a lot of junk in it that needs to be out of there now um (laughs) i mean that is true there's a lot of stuff that needs to be taken out but that's not kind of the that's not that's not the letting go you're talking about it isn't but well that's her maybe her lesson for letting go and we can talk about that here maybe a little bit um but so for the past couple nights i've been having some kind of vivid dreams and as i explained i can't like some of the details are kind of fading but um the kind of the theme the underlying the concepts kind of in all the dreams that kind of connected them all was this idea of releasing things of letting stuff go um, and I'm not sure yet what that entails for me, what it is that I'm supposed to be letting go. Um, but I definitely feel that there's something there for me that I need to be to looking at. And, you know, why this is important is that 
as we progress through life, um, and especially as we kind of walk along the spiritual path, we change and things around us change. And the stuff that made sense in our lives in the past doesn't make sense now. You know, the little kid toys, uh, the clothes that my daughter had when she was a baby, for instance, no longer make sense because she can't wear them anymore. She doesn't play with them anymore. She's too big, mm-hmm. um, you know, or some of the things that, you know, maybe you had as, and you know, bachelor life, let's say, you know, things you did, you went out and partied or, you know, had a, had a, had a f- fun sports car and things like that. And now you've got, a, you've got a family and kids, <laughs> you know, the, the late nights out doesn't really fit with you anymore. Right. And and the the sports car, it's really hard to put the car seat in the back of that. So you need something a little bit more suitable, you know. Um, So that I mean, that's kind of. And, you know, when when you bring that up, it's like almost every guy knows that. Right. It's like you've got a motorcycle or a sports car or something. I mean, almost every guy has to get rid of that at some point and get to a minivan. Right. And it's like, oh, man, I'm driving. Well, (laughs) When it was me, it was a minivan. Now it's SUVs, right? But it's like, are you kidding me? I'm driving a fucking minivan. <laughs> but, you know, like you said, yeah. things things just kind of change. And I think, I think that example, like with your daughter and some of the toys or clothes is a great example, which again, I think a lot of times people might you know, we, we do that all the time, right? We do spring cleaning, we do, you know, these different things, because it's like, you know, look, if the clothes don't fit anymore, uh, if the toys are no longer relevant, if they're not, you know, if you're not using something anymore, all that frozen stuff that she doesn't play with anymore. Exactly. Yeah, there's really no reason to keep it around. Right. Mm -hmm. Just takes up space. Yeah, it just takes up space. And so I think a lot of times, you know, and we can go a couple of a couple of ways in the episode, but I think one is possessions or like material things, mm-hmm. right? That sometimes, you know, whether it's clothes or other stuff that just don't really fit anymore. And, and I've, I've had some experience with this, especially, you know, recently, but a few things that have happened to me the last couple of years that have kind of struck home or brought this more to my awareness. Right. And um, so I'll give you an example. I, I, when I, my first divorce, right. I, I will talk cars too, right. Here we go. Right. So at the time I had a Toyota Camry hybrid, right. Loved the car. Thought it was great car. But when I got divorced the first time, my kids were teenagers. And so I thought, you know, I, I want to be kind of the fun dad, take him to the beach, take him camping, do all that stuff. So the Camry probably wasn't the best option, right? Because at the time we had a Camry and then we had, a, I think, a Sienna minivan. So we had one bigger car for kind of mm-hmm. carrying and schlepping and going to the beach and all that stuff. And then my, my car. And so when I got divorced, I got rid of the Camry and I got a Highlander, so an SUV, um, you know, again, thinking that, you know, my kids are going to want to come over. I'm going to be the fun dad. We're going to go camping and go to the beach. So I bought this new car. And then my kids didn't want to go do all those things. <laughs> Nothing to do with it. I'm still da, 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 right. So there yeah. we go. I didn't need to buy the car anyway. But what's interesting is, you know, I had that car. I love that car. But very, it wasn't very long after I'd gotten it. Um, 
I let my daughter, my oldest daughter, use it. And she was in high school. And um, so I, I let her use it because she was she was going to be the designated driver. Uh, which is cool. I wanted to support that, right? I mean, again, yep. if she's, oh, no. she's going to go to a party and I mean, come exactly. on, you know, high schoolers are going to drink whether you want to or not. So proud of her that she was going to be the designated driver for it, right? So so let her borrow the car and because um, it would hold seven people, actually, because it had a third third row seat. And um, so she was parked on the, on the side of the street and you know a bunch of kids hopped in they, she was going to drop them off or take them home or do whatever and um and so she started to she was kind of parked like parallel parked on the side of the street mm-hmm. and so she went to start to back up the car so she could pull out and be able to take off and so as she put it in reverse and started backing up uh the kid that was sitting on the on the passenger side rear door opened the door for another kid who was running to jump in now of course there was a tree it's a tree <laughs> signpost something tree, be there. tree yep. right on the side and so as she backed up it like hyper extended the door backwards and like bent the frame on the door and and, and the door mm. itself and so uh you know luckily one of the kids was like football player and was able to kind of like run Uh, and push push with all his might to get it closed but then we couldn't open it again right so so she gets home it's like okay you know at least you're safe sucks because it's a brand new car and i don't want to have to deal with this but i had to end up like drilling holes in my in my car and and use you know like the auto body tools to like pull the sheet metal on the door back out because it was mm. it was crimping the hinge right so it wouldn't mm-hmm. allow the door to close so i had to like pull it out just to be able to get the door to close and it was to where you know you could open and you could close the door but you had to close the door with purpose that's what i would say <laughs> right you, you couldn't mm-hmm. just like flick it you had to like yeah, yeah. give it give it a little push mean and it. so it like you mean it you close it like you mean it, right? So so I had that car for a while after that. And again, I didn't want to pay the $2,000 to get the door fixed the, the proper way. So I mm-hmm. I drove around. I mean, again, it was just me, you know, single guy at sure, that point. Yeah. So nobody was really using the door anyway. It was on the passenger side. I never really saw it. Didn't really bother me. Um, but I drove around, you know, like that the whole time, the whole rest of the time that I owned that car. And and what was interesting, you know, it, it'd be kind of a, I mean, you know how I like to joke with people, right? And so some people would be like, oh my gosh, what happened to your car? I'm like, well, you know, I was I was driving in the hood and I kind of got in the wrong area, you know, and I got <laughs> shot at, right? right? And I'd lead people on and people are like, oh my gosh, is everything okay? You know, and it's like, no, I just, it, but it looked like bullet holes in the side of my car. Mm-hmm. And so, so anyway, I had that car for a long time and I, I never really, you know, realized, but the funny thing is the nickname for that car was the beast. Okay. Um, so most of my cars I've named, like my car now is called Pearl. She's a beautiful girl named Pearl because she's Pearl white. That's um, color probably. Yeah. Yeah. Pearl white. Well, it just, it just fit. Right. And she's anyway. 
So, so that car was Nick, the Highlander was nicknamed the beast. Right. And I just kind of joked, ha, 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 you know, cause it was like the workhorse, the beast. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it got to a point where, <clears throat> you know, I decided I wanted to get rid of the Highlander and I was really wanting to get a forerunner. And so I was looking around, but it was at the time when there was a chip shortage and you couldn't buy new cars anyway. Um, but I found Pearl and was like, yep, that's the one got a good deal on it. So, you know, whenever you buy a new car, you know, you, you go thinking you're going to buy a new car, but there's always stuff to clean out in your car too. Right. Mm, and so usually yeah. they, they give you like a trash bag and you're like throwing everything that's left in it. And so as I was cleaning it out, um, I mean, I'm a tidy person. I'm a clean person. But as I was cleaning that car out, I just got the sense of like this negative energy that was was associated with that car and a lot of the things that I was going through while I owned that car, when I had that car, with the divorce, with all this stuff, to the point that even, you know, I'm I'm down underneath the seats, you know, kind of cleaning it out. And I'm like, huh. Mm-hmm. Well, it's weird that there's like this stain right here that there's these, you know, it's like I keep my car clean. I vacuum it. I washed it, you know, all the time. So it's like mm-hmm. it was odd to me how how seemingly dirty the car actually was. And when I got in Pearl and drove away, I just felt like this release, like I was leaving all of this energy behind in the beast. And again, that went through my head and I'm like, oh, fuck, beast of burden, right? And it's like- <laughs> and uh, The song went through your head. And yeah, then- I did, the song went through my head, but it, but it was, you know, yeah, kind of funny, but serious mm-hmm. at the same point, right? And that's why I had heard for a long time, everything is energy, everything has energy, right? And mm-hmm. so I think a lot of times with things like inanimate objects, we don't, we don't think of them as living or having energy, but they do. And they pick mm-hmm. up energy as well. And so that car, because of a lot of the stuff that I'd gone through, had picked up a lot of this energy that I had to let go of and leave behind, right? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes even some of these material possessions like that that we're hanging on to, we probably don't need to hang on to anymore, right? I mean, I had, mm-hmm. I just moved a few months ago and you know, in my new place, I kind of knew where things would fit and where things wouldn't fit. Mm-hmm. And I also knew, hey, I was limited in like the trailer space because I, I moved everything in two mm-hmm. different trailer loads, right? So brought everything over in one trailer, went back a couple of weeks later, got the rest of the stuff, right? So I was limited in the space because I, I wanted I wanted to pull a trailer, not have to rent a car and drag my car on the trailer. I was doing it myself. And um, so I was limited in the space. And there were, there were two things that I've had my whole life. I had an antique desk that was my grandfather's. And so ever since I was a little kid, uh, and especially all through teenage years, all through my adult, all the moves that I've had, I, I carried that desk around with me, right? Because it was, it was important to me. It belonged to my grandfather. And I had my great-grandfather's office chair, a desk chair, right? Old, old wooden one with rollers on it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I carry those around with me, you know, again, in 
a way of, of kind of remembering and honoring my grandfather and my great grandfather. But it was the same thing where <clears throat> I knew I didn't have room to bring them. And for a while, it was kind of hard for me to want to let go of them. But at the same point, why? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of got silent with it and I kind of, you know, talked to my grandpa and my great grandfather and are like, you know, I love and honor both of you, but I think it's time for me to release these. And they're like, yep, mm -hmm. it's okay, buddy. Right. They're just things, right. They're just things. And, you know, luckily, I mean, again, I didn't want him to go to the, to the landfill. And so one of the, one of the friends that I had there in LA um, actually refinished furniture and a lot of times would sell it and do things. And so he, he took them from me. He, he was, he was like, yeah, I'll take them. So I know that they were going to a good home. He's probably not going to have them in his house, but he was going to give them the TLC, fix them up sure. and then, then be able to go to somebody who's going to continue to love them. Because, you know, again, 50 years is probably long enough for me to hold on to those <laughs> material possessions, right? It, it was just time to go. Because again, there's, yes, I associated, and, and when I would look at those objects, I would think of my grandfather and my great-grandfather. But I also dealt with a lot of shit over my life, right, with those objects as well. and so. You know, again, I'm not saying everybody should go get rid of all their stuff, but, you know, maybe some of those things that we're holding on to from a material possession standpoint, maybe you don't need to anymore. But I can attest to the fact that, you know, those are just three examples, three things. But as I released all of those, I felt a release mm -hmm. emotionally. I felt like I was able to grow again, right? because until we let go, we can't have more. If, if my coffee cup is completely full, I can't have any more coffee, right? I have to drink some, I have to pour some out. Your cup has to be empty for you to get any more. So. Yeah. No, and that's, that is a lesson I try to touch my daughter with her room is that you want more things. <laughs> you want more, we got to get rid of. <laughs> you take some stuff out, right? Uh -huh. But, you know, she wants to hold on to the things because you never know. Someday I might play with them, despite mm -hmm. the fact you haven't, you know, in two years. But, you know, that's a lesson for a eight-year-old and, you know. Oh, but it's also a lesson for an 80-year-old. You know, I mean, it's, we all, uh, yeah. we all look at some of those things and think, oh, well, maybe I'll use it again. I mean, I've got about four or five boxes in my garage right now that, if in six months or a year I haven't used them, I probably am just going to give them to, you know, just donate them mm -hmm. because they're things that I like, but I don't love. I've chosen not to put them out for some reason. And so maybe I just don't need them anymore because I think a lot of times when we, when we clutter ourselves up so much, you know, mentally, even spiritually as well, we don't have time to actually enjoy or use and appreciate really the things that we actually have. Right. So, so yeah. I'll give you an example that's kind of spiritual in nature. One of my friends um, is like constantly learning, which is great. Constantly learning is wonderful, 
but it's almost like she's cooking dinner all the time, but she's never stopping to enjoy and eat it, right? And so she'll cook a meal and it looks beautiful. It smells beautiful. She learned how to make it. And it's like, okay, now I've got to do the next one, right? Okay, now I want to learn how to do this. Now I want to learn how to do that. But, you know, how much of the time do we go through like that and never enjoy it, right? Or there's so much that we seem overwhelmed. And that's where I think a lot of times the simpleness in life is is so much better, right? Like I, I remember a story that somebody told, and I can't even remember who it was, but they had it like a nephew who loved little matchbox cars. Mm-hmm. And so he had this matchbox car, this one that he would play with all the time, right? And so, you know, the uncle or aunt is like, oh, he likes matchbox cars. So they go and buy him like, 10 or 20 matchbox cars and then the kid quit playing with the cars because it was just like too much right mm-hmm. one yeah, he one he loved he played with all the time 20 is overwhelming right and so i th- i think you know that has a spiritual application for us as well right mm-hmm. it's just like are you spending all your time to learn just to learn just to make the meal or are you actually stopping and enjoying enjoying it, integrating it into your life, actually practicing it? Because like I said, I see a lot of people who they just keep bing, 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 right? And then they get confused and they're not sure. And, you know, instead of just slowing down and letting go of a lot of the stuff and just trying to focus on simplicity. Yeah, yeah. There's so many different things you could do. There's different, um, um, you know, aspects of spirituality you can look at, and you can, you know, you can do, you know, reiki energy stuff, and look into chakras, and you can look into different rituals and all kinds of different things. But I think rather than bounce, like you said, bouncing back and forth to all these different, you know, areas, you know, find something that calls to you find something and focus on and really kind of devote yourself to that. Um, you know, because otherwise you get overwhelmed and then, you know, you're the, you're the, what they say, the master of none, the Jack of all trades, the master of none on it, you know? Yeah. Well, exactly. Well, and because of, you know, you're bringing up tools. So I got to use a Tim, the tool man example, right? Right. But, um, you know, it's it's like, and, we, and we've talked about before. I mean, we share some different practices, some different things that we do on here as well. But it's like, you know, you you have this big craftsman toolkit, and I think sometimes people feel like they have to use every tool in the toolbox every single day, and that can get to be a lot, right? But what if instead, I mean, again, there's certain tools. I mean, again, I've got this little tool bag that I carry around with me wherever I go, you know, when I might need to do something. But there's there's probably three or four tools that I use most of the time. The rest of the stuff that's in there is in case I need it, right? And And I think it's that way even as you're walking a spiritual path. There's probably certain tools, there's certain modalities, there's certain... Uh, practices that might resonate with different people, right? Resonate with you. 
that you're probably going to want to do maybe every day, right? But you don't have to uh, feel like you've got to do 20 things a day. And letting go of the 19, you know, and it's it's not to say that you're never going to do them again. Right. But to be okay with and realize that, you know, if I do that one thing really well, committed in a disciplined and dedicated manner, and I really, I really do it the best I can, you're going to get more than doing 20 things half-ass, mm-hmm. right? And it's okay to let those things go too. Now, I know sometimes people are like, yeah, but I committed to do this. Well, you know, yes and no, there's, there's a difference there, right? It's like, we're all allowed to change our mind and to make different choices each and every day. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you, you know, decide that this one practice no longer serves you or that you don't need it maybe every day, maybe once a month you do it, that's okay. And letting it go or pulling back a little bit is just fine, right? Um, But yeah, I think sometimes we try to white knuckle and we're so afraid to let things go Mm -hmm. that we don't allow something better into our life. Right, which is kind of where I want to go to from here is we talked about possessions and getting rid of junk that you don't need, you know, all the boxes and things that you've never touched in months and years, you know, kick them out of the garage, get get them out of there. Um, but there are also other things that uh, may be tainted, bringing you down. There may be people in your life that are dragging you down. Maybe it's a job that's bringing you down. Um, because again, as we grow spiritually as an individual, um, our, our frequency changes. You know, the idea is, as we go along this, this spiritual path is we want to grow and evolve and we want our, our frequency to rise. Right. And so to, you know, as we do that, some things that don't match up with our, that used to match up with our frequency now no longer do. Um, and that could be people that could be jobs. It could be places, you know, it could be things, whatever. Um, you know, so a, a really good example is that, you know, I've been married now for 14 years and I had three groomsmen at my wedding. Uh, one of them was uh, a buddy from law school and the other two were uh, guys that I roommates from undergrad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the, the law school buddy, I maybe talk with two or three times a year now, you know, and I know if I ever needed something, you know, I, you know, he jump at it and you know he's be there for me or whatever um but the other two guys the ones from undergrad i've not actually talked to in 10 years Mm -hmm. like totally gone um and it's because where i'm end of my life the 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 frequency or whatever that i'm i'm moving towards is not where they are is totally not aligned with them and they no longer fit in my life you know i don't have any high school friends at this point, you know, the same way that my life has gone in a kind of different direction and things like that. Um, and I know there's a lot of people who are in situations like that with somebody who's dragging them down, who's kind of negative energy, um, and they're afraid to get oh, to, to release that person to move away because, well, we've been friends forever, or, you know, we did this together, you know, we, you know, this was the, per- the best man at my wedding or, or whatever like that. Um, but, you know, behind the scenes they're dragging them down 
there's a lot of maybe negative energy or low frequency stuff that's going on there um, that they no longer need. You know, we talked earlier about the different maybe emotions and things that were in your car, you know, in the beast kind of same thing here. There's a lot of things like that that are associated with some of these people, both from you being with them, but also the rest of their lives um, that, you know, are not maybe things that you want in your life anymore. You know, I mean, I know a lot of people have go, go through things that I just don't want any part of anymore. Like, you know, the party, for instance, you know, we talked to the party and then um, an undergrad that people did like, that's not something that I have any interest in at this point. So that's totally not aligned with my frequencies. Um, and so part of it as is growing is getting rid of things like that. People, again, there's people when the things that jump to my, um, you know, friends and things like that. And it could also be spouses. I mean, people like that too, business partners, things like that. Sometimes, you know, you kind of drift away and, and move apart and it's kind of realizing that fact. Um, and sometimes it's hard. Yeah. Cause it is, especially when it comes to relationships. Right. And I know you brought up like the friend mm -hmm. and, and friends are one thing. And I think a lot of people can, it's easier to let friends go but it's harder when it's your family or it's a partner or it's a spouse or it's somebody like that. Right. And I've gone through that a couple, you know, several times in my life where I wasn't in the same frequency as members of my family or spouses. Right. And, and it wasn't anything about those other people being bad, wrong, right. Any, anything. But it's just, you know, and I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples, right? So I just had a birthday. And happy, my, Jason. happy birthday, Jason. <laughs> Yay. Okay. But, um, you know, so every, every year on my birthday, I get a whole bunch of social media messages from people. Usually it's the happy birthday button that they push. And so they don't really think too much about me. But, but one of them was my <clears throat> a friend from high school actually literally from like fourth grade, right? I mean, from fourth grade on, he was the closest uh, of my friends that lived near me out in the country. So we would do stuff all the time. We went to church together, um, you know, rode the bus together. So we were good friends really from about fourth grade, you know, through, through high school. We went to the same uh, undergrad for the first year. Uh, he stayed in the dorms. I stayed in kind of an apartment. And so we started to kind of drift apart a little bit there, but we would still see each other a little bit. And then, you know, we both ended up getting married and moved other places. And and we just really haven't seen each other or talked to each other that much the last 30, 35 years, right? But when we would get together, it was nice to kind of talk about and reminisce a little bit about some of our shared experiences before but what i would find is that after about 15 or 30 minutes we just didn't have anything else to talk about mm -hmm. right and again it's nothing about him it's just our lives had grown apart right and i still love him you know i was happy to receive his message because it actually wasn't just the happy birthday it was he put some thought into it and typed it out but those things happen Right. And like I said, friends, it's easy, easy enough. But when it ends up being family or spouse or things like that, I think also there is um, another aspect of letting go 
which is letting go of some of these beliefs that we have that are not right. Okay, so, you know, uh, I've been divorced twice. Oh, man, right? I mean, people, something must be wrong with Jason, right? <laughs> I mean, that's what most people would say if they're like, oh, man, that guy's been divorced twice. He must be an asshole or something's wrong with him, right? Well, I can choose to believe that or I can let go of that attachment and not care what other people say about me, right? Or, you know, same thing with my birthday. My dad, my dad didn't call me on my birthday. Oh my gosh, right? <laughs> well, guess what? I didn't physically go to his 90th birthday either, right? Because it's like, I'm not going to drive 14 hours each way to spend two hours at a party with people that I really don't want to be with anyway, just to support my dad, right? Now, the world would tell me, oh, Jason, you're a bad son if you don't if you don't make that sacrifice to be there for your father, right? But I remember I had the discussion with him on the phone. I'm like, you know, and we talk once or twice a month. I love him. He loves me. We know it, right? There's, we, mm -hmm. we talk um, regularly. And so I'm like, you know, dad, here's the deal. I'm not going to be able to make it up to your birthday. You know, you know, I love you and I would love to be there, but here's kind of the situation. He's like, I know, I get it. I'm like, I would rather come up, you know, three weeks, four weeks later and just spend three or four days with mm -hmm. you, right? Uh, instead of just the two hours. And he's like, yeah, I totally get it, right? So same thing. He forgot to call me on my birthday. And so he's he 90 me. though. So I mean, he is 90, you know, and he is his memory, you know, he, he'll admit his memory's going a little bit, but, but he called me and it's like, no, dad, it's no big deal, right? I know you love me. I know you were thinking about me. We talk regularly, you know, and so sometimes it's it's getting rid of uh, those beliefs, those identities that we have that no longer serve us, right? Um, you know, I've I've been effectively in the same profession for 30 years, right? And it's like, there's part of me that kind of wants to retire or semi-retire, but there's a part of me that doesn't want to, mm -hmm. right? And it's that's something that I have to continue to work on and see if that is something I need to let go of or maybe have it look a little different than what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. But because it's all I've known vocationally and professionally right, as an executive and as a business owner in that particular topic area, it's, it's harder to let go of those kinds of things for us, mm -hmm. right? It's even as I was cleaning out the house and packing up, it's like, it would be, it would seem so stupid, right? It's like some stuff I just totally didn't care about, donate garbage, donate garbage, no problem. And then there'd be some little thing like some books or something again, which is like, just should be a stupid thing, but certain, <clears throat> certain little things like that, that I have a harder time letting go of. Right. And so again, that's part of the work on the spiritual path. It's like, why am I having a hard time losing attachment to that particular thing? What is it that I, haven't released, that I haven't learned, that I haven't evolved past, that's making it hard for me to want to let that go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And 
to uh, to add a little. Like again, people is a big one. Professions are a big one. I think a lot of people f- find that you know you've been in it for so long. Well, it would it would maybe be a shame now to do something different and to throw that all away and you know kind of idea of you know I spent all this time doing it, so I you know I should just keep on keep on doing it. Um, but you know, like I said, we change, and some of that stuff doesn't serve us anymore. Mm-hmm. You know some of the books and things in your, in your, in your box, does it serve you anymore to have them? Do you need them for anything? What is it, was it there for? Um, and that willingness to let it go is really, really tricky sometimes. Um, well, cause it, it starts to get back into some of the identity stuff that we're trying yep. to evolve away from, right? Is it's like, well, what, and we, I think we've talked about intention on here before too, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, well, what really is my intention? Because sometimes it'll be a little tricky, right? Like, like is, you know, do I, do I want this mansion or this big house? Why do I want it? Right. And a lot of people might say, oh, well, I want to, I want to show people what's possible. Is that really what it is? Or do you want to kind of brag a little bit about look how well I'm doing? Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not judging anybody because it's, we're all different, but it's like, as we start to question our beliefs and the identity around some of these things, it's, it's harder, right? I mean, for most of my life, I was married, right? But I've never been as attached to that identity of being married. It's never, I don't know. It's, uh, it's not been as, it's it, it hasn't really defined me. I haven't I haven't allowed that to define me as much. So so being single, being not married, is really not that big of a deal for me. Um, at least that label, right? Now being in a longer term relationship, that's maybe different. But the 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 idea of being married, right, or um, isn't as big of a deal. But then you know, like you said, you know, this thing of identity from a profession standpoint keeps kind of coming up for me that I'm working through, right? You know, just like your dream. And I think you kind of told me beforehand, you're like, yeah, I know I'm getting this message of releasing and letting go. I'm just not quite sure yet what it is, right? That I'm mm-hmm. supposed to be doing. Um, and sometimes that comes up and sneaks up on us too, right? There are things that will choose to hang on to longer than we necessarily need to. Mm-hmm. And some of those things could be fears. They could be emotions, anger, anger towards a person or something, anger towards ourselves. Um, I mean, it's not necessarily an actual physical, tangible thing. No, or you know, fear, fe- fear of what other people might say. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, that's, that's the whole thing too, right? It's just like, um, you know, I think I think sometimes we're we're kind of hesitant to to say things because we're not sure how other people are going to react, right? Mm-hmm. But I I know like this last time of you know second divorce, oh Jason's a loser, right? It's kind of the thought of what a lot of people might say, right? And so, and yes, there were a lot of people when they found out. It's kind of like I don't understand, Jason. You're crazy. You're stupid for doing. <laughs> this you know kind of thing and there are plenty of people telling me that but at the same point when i when i told certain members of my family who actually get me 
they're like, oh yeah, no, we totally understand. We get it. And we see what's going on and we understand. What well, took you so long, right? Like, uh, yeah, well, so, sometimes, you know, there was actually one of my sisters that was at least with the first, the first divorce, I heard that like, yeah, we saw that you were totally different. We were wondering what was going on and you look so much better and so much happier now. We're so, you know, why, why did you wait so long? Well, I don't know. I was supposed to be married. You know, we got kids <laughs> together. That labored. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it's, it's again, right. It's, it was those constructs that I had in my head that I have to let go. Mm-hmm. Right. And spiritually speaking, I mean, again, if, if it's, if it's those things are holding me back, putting me in a lower frequency vibration emotion, I'm not evolving spiritually, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm focused and down in on my shit instead of actually uh, letting it go and moving forward. And I think it's a, you know, one of the, concepts that a lot of people try to throw out is the word shamanic death, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going through a shamanic death. Well, really the way I see it in a very simple way is when those things happen, you're straddled. You've got one foot in the old, you've got one foot in the new. And you can sit there in the middle as long as you want to, and it's going to be painful. Because right, those uh, yeah, those uh. those things are going to keep moving, and you're going to be doing the splits, mm-hmm. and it's been, and after a while, right? Especially a guy, because we're not as flexible, it's going to really hurt, mm-hmm. right? If you choose to allow yourself to stay in that situation and not let go of the old, because you can't be in two places at one time in that for very long. But the quicker you can let go and just lift up your foot and move it over to where your other one is on the path going forward, the sooner you can do that, the sooner you're through that, but you have to let go, right? And so really, that's what we're kind of talking about today is it's like sometimes, whether it's possessions, whether it's jobs, whether it's relationships, whether it's beliefs, whether it's identities, right? If you're trying to live in both worlds, you're going to go crazy. It's going to hurt, right? And the only, the only way to really progress is to let go, pick up your foot, move it over, quit doing the splits, and just leave it behind. Just leave it behind. Um, yeah, one of my favorite lyrics from Supertram. If I never look behind me, my troubles will be few. You know, and so if we can actually just have the courage to release or let go, once we find out what those are, right? But if right. if you've been like with me, I know there's a few things I have to make a decision on that I've been waiting on. <laughs> for a while and I just need to get off my ass and do something about it. Um, and so, you know, I mean, this episode was just as much for me as it is for everybody else listening. Right. So I'm these, dealing yeah, with these the same stuff. Both, yeah. Oh, no, yeah we're all, we're all dealing like, with the same stuff. We're just talking about it. Right. That's so. right. And sometimes there's just the, the, the cathartic fact that we're talking about. It helps to process it and remind us and help us work well, through it. it. 
yeah and to realize that we're not we're not different everybody else is dealing with things like this too so it doesn't mm -hmm. make us a good or bad person i mean we just got to have the awareness on it and then decide decide what we're going to do but you know again i've seen in my life when i let go especially when it when i let go of things i'm afraid of letting go amazing things happen right after it right so it's like i don't know why right because i'm still human i'm still evolving you know why i choose to wait so long sometimes and hang out there doing the splits you know um when i know that when i release and i let go that great things happen right and there's a there's a uh kind of a Don Juan Matus had said this and I and I I most evenings as I go to bed I kind of move this over in my mind but there's a there's a specific line in it right so it starts off and it says uh I am already given to the power that controls my fate and I cling to nothing so I will have nothing to defend. I have no thoughts, so I will see. I have no fear, so I will remember myself. Detached uh, and at ease, I dart past the eagle and am free. So that's kind of the whole thing that I try to say to myself, but that one line it goes back into what we've been talking about today. I cling to nothing, so I will have nothing to defend. Right? If we're not attached to anything, we don't have to defend it. If people don't like me because I've been divorced twice, none of my business. I don't even have to go there. I don't have to defend it. If people don't like the way I look, my crazy beard, the things I wear. They're just wrong if they don't like it. So I mean, <laughs> well, but it but it but it doesn't matter, right? Mm -hmm. And if I if if I if I don't try to cling to what others believe or think, I don't have anything to defend. I don't have to fight for anything. I don't have to make excuses for anything, right? I just let it go. I don't cling to it. I let it go. I don't have the attachment. And, you know, that that is one of the biggest goals and evolutions in the spiritual path is to give up that attachment, to release, to let go and to elevate and see things, you know, from the spiritual nature instead of just the 3D, go to work, get up, you know, stuff my face kind of life that most people live. So, yeah. I'm glad we ended on that and not on the image of the splits. I don't not think we want to leave. <laughs> Jason's out there like, well, okay, well, you went there. So we're going to end on that anyway now, right? <laughs> well, no, it, that was, that was, you know, but, uh, no, I think there's a lot of stuff and I know there's a lot of directions. I think we went in here and covered some different things. Uh, and so I'm sure that if you're listening, that there's something here that's going to, that's going to strike you. Um, 
you know, because again, I these one of the fun things about these episodes is that we might kind of have an idea of where we want to start, but we have no idea where it's going to end and what's going to be between the beginning and the end. And so, you know, all kinds of stuff in there. So um, a lot of a lot of things to think on. And I guess I should say things to sit with um, and. Um, yeah, some good stuff in there. Yep. Well, like I said, I thanks for bringing up the topic, Brad, because it's something I needed to talk about too and kick myself in the butt a little bit about some things I needed to to do myself. Uh, so, yeah. Awesome. Well, with that, we thank you guys for listening and I look forward to chatting with you all next time. All right. See you, everybody. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. The fact that you listened to this entire episode means you got value and others will too. Do me a favor and leave a five-star review with comments and then share with others. You can also check out all of my videos on my YouTube channel and my website, jasonmefford.com. This podcast is primarily for education and commentary and does not represent professional advice. Views and opinions expressed on this show are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations.